So can um, can pensions buy lottery tickets, and why not? Uh, would has a pension, a public pension, um, ever bought a lottery ticket in its history? We may never know because sometimes whatever these these pensions are investing in uh, uh, isn't made publicly available. But I just want to talk about lotteries and about crypto in general, and maybe a little bit about pensions, uh, because you know today um, today's the last day or the drawing for the Mega Millions lottery uh, ticket, right? And it's um, when the pot grows because nobody has won. I think they have two drawings a week. Um, I was sort of interested in lotteries a while back, and I kind of studied them a little bit. Um, I'm not a regular uh, buyer of these, and I'm not advocating anybody uh, be, uh, do so. I'm just I'm just saying that um, this lottery, once it's um, once it is um, once like no one has won, they they uh, the pot grows. So uh, they keep drawing like they they keep drawing these numbers. And if nobody wins, you know, the money just gets the pot, the, the winning pot gets larger. I think most people know that. Um, but um, but when it gets large, you know, they tend to write stories about it. It, it. It's on the news. Oh, the mega millions pot is, you know, $900 million now. It's the, the fourth largest pot ever, you know. So they, they have these stories. And a lot of people will go buy themselves a lottery ticket because they see it on the news and the pot has grown so so much. And so uh, whenever you hear a story like this, whenever they start writing articles about the size of the Mega Millions pot, uh, that's when people start um, going and, 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 and buying a ticket, you know, and then uh, it's kind of fun. It's kind of, and it's, it's entertainment, right? If you go buy a lottery ticket, what is it that you're buying? You're buying a chance. Now, it's a very small chance, but it's still a chance that you will be the person who guesses the right numbers. And, you know, this is theory of large numbers that, that basically says if enough people play the game, there's going to be some winner, right? Because you get a lot of people guessing, right? You, you know, you can, you can, do the math on how many different combinations there are, and then you can just say, well, that there's there's so many people playing the lottery game that uh, if a if a large uh, a large enough amount of people are making guesses, eventually, right, somebody's going to just happen to win the jackpot. Um, so I think that there's similarities between playing the lottery and also gambling in the crypto space. Um, but there's some differences too. So the Bitcoin miners, they, uh, the game is set up where it is actually a lottery system. They are actually guessing, right? They are, they are doing something called creating a hash, right? Producing hashes. That's why they call it hash rate, right? Where they're having to guess a, a, or crunch like a number that has to be, um, so big in size or, or, or 
have so many leading um, zeros or something like this, where they know, um, uh, but they're able to like estimate how like how many guesses it'll take to to produce a number, and they're not trying to hit a number like you are with the lottery system, an exact number. They're just having to produce a, a hash that um, that satisfies um, that that's hard to produce in a way that it would take so many random guesses to create this large enough number or, or with a certain, uh, certain rule set, like it has to have so many, uh, uh, preceding zeros or that's what these Bitcoin miners are doing. Now they can estimate about how often they're going to win a reward. So while it is a lottery system, uh, they can, they can kind of estimate how often they're, they're going to produce a Bitcoin. So it's not completely like playing the lottery, as in you think of playing the Mega Millions jackpot. Uh, now, with the lottery, the Mega Millions, right, you can submit as many as you want to, right? You can pick as many different number combinations as you want to, but there's a cost involved, right? So you have to pay for every guess. Well, the, the Bitcoin miners are also having to expend resources to run these computers that are making these hash guesses uh, to win this reward. Uh, so it's kind of similar, kind of different. Now, um, there's the Bitcoin mining part that's the lottery. But what about just an investor of Bitcoin? Somebody who buys Bitcoin or another cryptocurrency because they want to make money. Well, if they don't have inside information, right, or if they are, are not early enough, right, or insiders, um, they really are gambling. And I, I've heard this term before that speculation is actually, it's sort of gambling, but, but having an advantage, like having information asymmetry, being on the inside of the team, knowing when, you know, an article might pump your crypto, right? Being a whale, right? Being able to manipulate the price, having insider knowledge of when Coinbase might list a token. All of these things mean that you are an advan at, at an advantage compared to somebody else who doesn't know these things. And so you, this is something different than the lottery system that we think of, right, Mega Millions, uh, where there's nobody really with inside information, except I will point out one case when I was studying a little bit about lotteries. Um, I came across this one woman who kept winning, right? She kept winning. And um, she ran, she won multiple pots and people thought that was a little weird. Well, she figured out a way to guess be better, right? She figured out a way that this one lotto, I forgot what, what game it was, but she figured out a way to like increase her odds. Um, there's been cases of this before in, in lottery systems. There was one case, I think students in MIT who did something similar where the game was able to be not completely rigged, but they figured something out where they could increase their chances. And eventually, you know, they would, these people would win more often than, than just, just a totally random game setup. Well, that's kind of the way you should think about Bitcoin and crypto is that there's some people that win, some people that lose, right? But the way the game is set up, the way the cryptocurrency is set up favors some people with insider knowledge, right? And think of like, think of the people that know more about cryptocurrency than you do, right? That have the inside scoop. Maybe they're developers, 
Maybe they work in the industry somewhere. Maybe they've been around the space longer than you have. Maybe they're programmers. Maybe they have they they're, they 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 really know game theory, right? Or maybe they just have friends that work uh, that 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 create you know I don't know Ethereum or or any of these other cryptos that has an inside scoop, right? Um, so so there are people with more information than you, and I do kind of compare it to these lottery systems that were set up, right, that could be rigged, right? Because there, there are a few that could be sort of where, where someone had an extra advantage uh, than you did. And um, it's not an exact analogy, but it's it's kind of similar. I think you can, you can maybe piece together what I'm trying to describe here. So there are people, and this is sort of what the SEC cares about. To the extent that the SEC cares at all about the crypto space, it's it's trying to make sure that when you trade these things and when someone issues them in the first place, that they don't have this advantage where they're taking advantage of people because of insider information that they have, because they launched it, right? That, that they're not lying to promote it, right? That people, if they, to the extent that they want to trade these crypto assets, they're able to do so in a fair way. Like the SEC's main goal is just to promote fair exchange, right? And to have people believe in the of our markets, right? The SEC's main goal is to provide a function where individuals think that they can come and, and buy certain securities or, or think of it as equity or whatever you're buying, an asset that uh, where the, ga- the rules of the game are fair for everybody involved, where everyone is making proper disclosures. That's the main point of the SEC. And I read this tweet today that kind of reminds me of this by Maya Zevi, I think. And she was like saying, hey, let's just get rid of, you know, having to register with the SEC when you're launching a crypto because it's not fair for the little guy to have the same, you know, potential lawsuits on their hands as like a big fish like Coinbase themselves. Well, the little guy can't. What, what, and she's described later that what they're doing is just looking out for fraud or looking out for, you know, making sure these people are making their proper disclosures. Well, that's true. But what does she think the SEC is there for? It's there for this precise reason. People get hung up on, you know, whether you need to, to register your crypto as a security or not. But their, their real goal is to sort of front run fraud and to make sure that we have as fair a markets as possible. So, so my last thought here is going to be just about pensions and about how pensions, um, if you really want to look up, you know, bad behavior among pensions, public pensions, go look up um, this guy named Ted Seidel. Uh, he's a whistleblower in the pension space, and he, he's been focused on these public pensions buying these alternative asset types. Um, and uh, and the way in which they do so. And so these, these pensions have bought, uh, they've bought crypto assets, they've bought equity in crypto companies. Um, they've bought Beanie Babies before. I actually saw a case of, of a, a pension, a public pension that at one point bought Beanie Babies for this pension during the craze. Uh, <laughs> if you can believe that, it's actually true. I think it was Ohio. Um, but, um, 
but should you know if 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 pensions are allowed to gamble on cryptocurrencies and it really is a gamble again if you don't have insider information now it could be a great trade if you have a lot of inf- insider information about a certain cryptocurrency right you can take you can take a great trade and it and be at an advantage compared to a peer uh, so I don't know if these pensions have that information, right? But these these um, investments again are not really legitimate, and that they're um, they don't really you can't analyze these cryptocurrencies as you know uh, going to throw off cash flow or going to produce a profit, right? The only way that you can profit is by selling it to some greater fool who pay more than you. Now sometimes you can you can make tremendous gains doing this. Uh, but a pension, right? And I get that maybe they have some conservative investments and some speculative investments, but this is highly, highly speculative. This is like, uh, you know, it's truly, truly risky. You're sort of just just spraying money and, and you know, you don't really care if, if you lose. Well, if they're going to put just maybe even just a small percentage of their money into crypto, um, into very highly, highly risky speculative things like cryptocurrency, maybe they should also think about buying lottery tickets. I mean, because that to me would be, you know, almost the same odds. Maybe they've got better odds with crypto, right? That, that they can make a profit there. <laughs> but, uh, may, but, but again, it's of the same line of you might as well just be buying lottery tickets. I mean, because lottery tickets, you're pretty much gar- guaranteed to lose with lottery tickets as well. But, um, but there is this small chance, right, that that it could be that you could win. Uh, Now, I think, again, your odds are better um, gambling on cryptocurrencies. But the idea here, the conception, the conceptual idea is that um, they really should be thought of as in the same general category, right, as as gambling as a speculation, versus, um, versus a tried and true business that you're investing in. Um, so lottery tickets and, and, and speculating on cryptocurrencies fall within the same category and they should be treated the same, at, you know, I think, I think they should be treated similarly um, as, as, as a pension might categorize different types of assets that they might invest in. And no one, what's funny is I'm trying to make the point here, is that no one would really see investing um, in lottery tickets as something worthwhile or so, or a good strategy? People would say, "Oh, it's fun to you know get a lottery ticket every once in a while when the pot's really big," um, but I wouldn't recommend it as an investment strategy or something that you should do, right? And there are people that are sort of addicted to to lotteries, um, and I will say that so most people there is a trick to lotteries, like. I'm not going to, I'm not going to buy a lottery ticket when the pot is low. I'm going to do it. You know, I might do it every once in a while when it, when it gets really big and it's just fun for me. (laughs) Like, okay, it's really big right now. Maybe I'll go buy a ticket. Right. Uh, but I don't think that I necessarily will win. It's just, it's, it's, it's like entertainment. Um, but this, this pot size is kind of a market indicator. It, it's, it says, Hey, look, you spend a couple bucks on a lottery ticket, you could win $900 million. I mean, it's, it's just a huge pot right now. And that kind of lures more people in. 
the more people guessing, right, the, the greater odds that, that um, you'll hit the jackpot, right? Now, people hit the jackpot all the time, I think, when it's, like, really low, too. It's just, it's just totally random. But the idea that if you have more and more people playing the lottery at any one time, the, it, the higher odds, right, that somebody is going to hit that number. Now, not always the case. But I'm just trying to say that, that with, with lotteries, people, people decide to gamble, right, risk-reward based off of the reward size. Well, people also do this with crypto, right? They're looking at where am I buying in? Am I early to the project, right? Am I buying Bitcoin at $5 or am I buying Bitcoin at $69,000? And how high do I think it's going to go? And and what realistically do I think my upside could be versus another cryptocurrency that maybe is, you know, um, I don't know, a penny, right? And I think, well, it's early days and I maybe I have some inside information that, that it's going to be pumped and maybe listed somewhere. Uh, so then I, I might you know, decide to go gamble on this other cryptocurrency project. Um, but it's really, the principle is really the same. It's, it's not a guaranteed return. Uh, I could lose everything. This is the way you should think about any kind of cryptocurrency. I could lose everything. There's, there's, there's potentially, you know, the risk reward. Look at that. Uh, look at, you know, how much can you afford to lose? And, um, you know, which, which crypto asset has a better chance of mooning? And this is the problem for Bitcoin is that it's so old now and it's been around so long and it's so expensive. It has less of a chance of mooning compared to maybe a newer cryptocurrency that gets hyped up, right? Where you can be really early to, right? No one coming into Bitcoin right now is early. That's just a lie. They tell you to try to pretend like you're to try to still get people to come into Bitcoin. Um, but, uh, but really, you know, if, if people treated Bitcoin the way that they treated lottery tickets, it would be just this fun game and everybody would know what it is. And some people treat it that way, but other people, they're treating it as something you should put in your retirement account, something pensions should buy. You know, they, they think that, that pensions should be buying up Bitcoin or other cryptos. They think this is a good asset class that you should be uh, looking at, right, for your future, for your economic future for your stability in your retirement years. This is absolutely insane, right? That, that, that there are people out there, and I mentioned um, yesterday, I believe, you know, financial advisors, you know, there's people in the Bitcoin space like Pierre Rochard and his wife, Morgan Rochard, who are actually training and teaching financial advisors on how to sell Bitcoin to their clients. And, you know, and these people have a duty like, I think these people could be sued into oblivion. These financial planners who are telling people to buy Bitcoin better watch the hell out, right? And so should Morgan and Pierre Rochard. These people probably should be in jail, right, for Bitcoin fraud. And I hate to say it because they're probably, you know, they look like a lovely couple. Uh, but, um, but if, you know, what I'm saying is true. Like, I'm sure that they believe their own nonsense, right? So in some respects, it's not as horrible of a thing they're doing as I think it is uh, because they believe their own nonsense. Uh, they believe that they're really helping people to some extent, but that doesn't excuse the fraud that they're doing, right? The deception that they're, they're using to convince people to put this stuff in their retirement. Um, and it'd be different. I wouldn't have so much ill will towards these people if they called Bitcoin and crypto what it is. It's a gamble, right? It's a speculation. 
it's not some stable asset that anyone knows or thinks is going to be around for sure in 10 years. Yet they're advertising it like this. They don't want the SEC coming to their doors, but they are advertising it as an investment, as an investment contract, right? Contract is when you sell or buy something. So they're advertising it as a investment that you buy, investment contract. Uh, why do they think they should get a free pass on selling investment products? I have no idea. But, you know, again, if we, if we, if we could get the public to just view speculating on crypto or gambling on crypto as sort of a lottery, again, with crypto, there's, there's more, there, there's people that have insider information, asymmetric information, right? That, that they're not just gambling, they sort of know, know the tricks, right? The, the game isn't really set insiders or who get in early or who are VCs who get a discounted token sale uh, and know when it's going to be. These people have an advantage over you. <laughs> Expert traders, people that can manipulate the market because they're whales, right? These people have an advantage over you. It's not, it's not just like you're playing the lottery. You're playing, you're almost playing a lottery game with crypto where if you don't have uh, the upper hand, know that someone else does. Right. And that you may win. Right. You, you may you may win from playing crypto, but you also probably are going to lose if you have less information than the next guy. Uh, so in my opinion, if we can convince the public, almost ridicule Bitcoin and crypto and say, you know, because because most people know, like, it's really like either low class or stupid to constantly play the lottery ticket. Right. Like, yeah, it's fun to do when it's high. In, no, I'm going to go buy a ticket today because Mega Millions is like 900 million. It's fun to think about, right? But it's not something that you should 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 do often, right? It should be treated as a complete waste and gamble, uh, and the expense that you pay for a ticket, treat it as a movie ticket, right? Something that you can think about, you know, maybe for 30 minutes. Oh, what if I won? I would do such and such. It's kind of fun to think about, yes, but it's unlikely to happen, and you might as well right off the money, right? But it, the people that that gamble and have a problem usually with gambling and they, they tend to buy lottery tickets, they're almost like usually in a desperate situation. They buy them weekly or however however often they buy them. And maybe it's maybe I shouldn't be so hard on them. Maybe like maybe they have a really bad life and like this gives them they they have like thirty minutes of hope or something. Uh, and so they keep playing. I don't know what the, the psychological reason might be for playing the lottery obsessively. Uh, but these people, you know, I don't know how many of them actually believe they have a good chance of winning. I think they just like the idea that they could win and the, the, the different life that they might have. And we see the same kind of thinking, maybe to a, a smaller degree. But in my opinion, we see sort of the same type of desperation and thinking where, where young people especially are playing around with cryptocurrencies, right? This is the idea of getting rich. Maybe it's not coming from as much of a, of a desperation source as people who consistently play like a mega millions. But um, it is sort of this idea that I'm not getting ahead in my life. I don't like my job. I'm young. What if I could just, you know, get rich in crypto, which I would say, if you want to speculate and you want to gamble, right? Don't go be, don't go buy, don't go buy, you know, lottery tickets, right? Go into the crypto space, launch a cryptocurrency. You have a lot better chance of getting really wealthy by launching your own cryptocurrency or doing something in the cryptocurrency market. Cause 
the idea that any one of these new cryptos could be pumped at any one time is always there. And it, 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 it constantly happens. People are constantly creating these things and getting rich if they're successful and launching it to a, a you know, a wider audience. Uh, so I would suggest anyone who has this kind of risk averse mindset, right, <laughs> go in the cryptocurrency space. But for some people in crypto, I think it it really is. It's, they're not making a career out of it. They're they're using crypto as a hope, right? As like these other people that play the lottery, they're using it to think that they have a chance, right? Um, and I think that's the part that I dislike is 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 Bitcoiners promoting Bitcoin as this, you know, get rich quick scheme, or it's going to be there in your retirement. Uh, versus actually telling the truth about Bitcoin, telling the truth about the other cryptos that you could get rich, sure, right? But it's a gamble. It's a gamble and not everybody can get rich. Some people have to lose, right? And you may enter into Bitcoin or another cryptocurrency at the exact wrong time. Other people, other participants in this industry have way more information than you do, right? And if you don't have the upper hand, uh, know that you're probably going to lose, right? So. Um, I'm fine with this space existing to the extent that people who create these things aren't committing fraud, right, to induce buying. But let's be honest, the fraud is everywhere. Uh, and I, I'm fine with Bitcoin existing to the extent that it's not advertised as an investment product. But let's be honest, it is being treated, it is being advertised like that. So I have, an, I have a problem with this entire space. Um, the way it's marketed, the way it's treated, uh, the way that fraud persists around it. And I do honestly feel really bad for the people who come from small means and they really think this is their ticket. And for some people, it will be. They'll get they'll 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 just happen to buy the right one at the right time, or maybe even, you know, if they're more innovative, they'll launch their own. Uh, great for them. But there's gonna be for every success story, there's gonna be a failure story. Now, you know, I don't think that people should be spending a lot of money on these gambles, right? But just like there is sort of this, this maybe dream, right? Is this hope for people? Like, hey, I could win the lottery in crypto or hey, I could win big with, if I win the lottery. Like it kind of, maybe people are so depressed and this just gives them this, you know, hope that they need. I think, I think it's the wrong place to look for hope. But when we're in an economic depression, uh, I think that it doesn't, it doesn't serve a good purpose. Um, but, um, what I'm trying to say is that I think this is going to continue. So even though I do think I've mentioned before that this, this entire space is sort of in a bubble, it's a bubble activity with a bunch of fraud on top. Um, and I thought, well, when there's a liquidity crisis, when the fed pulls the fed pulls the punch bowl away, there's not as much free money floating around to support all this non-productive activity called cryptocurrency. Uh, will will these cryptos drop? Well, um, I'd actually like to study. This came to me just now. Did people play the lottery, like the Mega Million type lottery, less whenever there's an economic depression? I, I would guess so. I'd guess that there'd be smaller pots or that there'd be less people maybe gambling, but maybe not. Maybe maybe they get more desperate in times of when they lose their job, right? You know, I could see that argument too. So will crypto continue to be around um, even if we're in an economic slump and most people don't have the cash, they're using it to pay their basic expenses. 
do, do I think that there's not, there's a chance that, 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 um, the people will still be playing cryptocurrencies? Absolutely. Yes. Now I think the market could be smaller, you know, if the fed takes the punch pull away because there's, there's less people that have less money to speculate, but there still will be this insane drive to get, to get, to get rich, to produce something from nothing, right? To create a new cryptocurrency, pump it up into oblivion, to get rich doing nothing. This is always going to be the dream, right? For a lot of people, it's going to attract a lot of people. And especially if they're in desperate straits, maybe they'll gamble even more. Uh, so I, I don't know, you know, now I'm starting to think that uh, the industry, um, I think the industry is still going to be around regardless of, of whether, you know, what our economy is doing. I think it's too easy. I think it's too easy to create these. And I think a lot of people tend to gravitate towards, um, towards um, these schemes in general, and especially poor countries. If you look at like Nigeria, if you look at these third world countries, um, these types of Ponzi's, they always tend to uh, exist and they tend to, you know, Bitcoin there's statistics and this could be wrong, but cause it's coming from the Bitcoiners, there's statistics out there that like the third world or, or Nigeria, they're like have half the country adopting Bitcoin. Uh, and they, they want to say it's because they're, they're trying to get around their local currency control. And that might be true. But I've also noticed that like, these are the types of countries that also have lots of Ponzi schemes all the time, even when they're not having sort of a, 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 a crisis in their, their local, um, currency. So anyways, uh, that's, that's all I have for now. Um, just some thoughts related to lotteries and, and comparing them to Bitcoin, uh, and pensions. So thanks for, thanks for listening.